So guys, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited today. How, how, how about you? Um, not particularly excited today. Wait, but... w- what do you mean? We, we, got a, we got a new team car. Oh, that's Whoa. right. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's more of like a sport utility vehicle than, okay. than a car. But it does have four wheels. Yeah. Um, it's only got room for one person. Um, okay, it's a single-seater. So single-seater, a... sort of a sportster. Yeah. Um, Limits our carpooling options to bike races, I but guess. But it is, it's a convertible, which is nice. Sometimes. <laughs> um, and you know what the best thing about it is? What's that? It cuts grass. Well, let's get this potty started. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, we, uh, we have a lawnmower. For our uh, Nola CX, woo! How about it, guys? Yeah, that's right. pretty exciting news. Very. Um, yeah, and thanks to everybody from the club um, who helped us raise eight hundred dollars to buy this thing in less than twenty-four hours. Wow, that's some CX fans right there. Yeah, that's some uh, some crowdsourcing. I think it just means expert that crowdsourcing. We, we ride bikes with some really cool people. Yeah, well, cheers to that. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. So now we just need a course, right, Bodie? Yeah, that's that's the next step. And maybe a little break from this rain. I mean, but it is August and it is New Orleans. So to ask for it not to rain is kind of like to ask for it not to be hot also. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the ladies uh, CX scene, they don't give a shit about no damn rain. They've been practicing and um, killing it. So I don't know what's wrong with us, but... They've That's gotten, true. They've gotten their party started. They did. They had a practice last week, and I stopped by after my workout so I could ride home with Emily, and there was 10 women there, and they were doing drills, and it looked awesome. Yeah. And it got me pretty stoked. So kudos to Elise and Emily and those ladies for getting that together. I hope that all those women that were there come and race because that would be amazing well that would be i've seen at least two women since that practice post up on the uh, facebook message boards looking to buy cross bikes very encouraging so that's a good sign and yeah i stopped by as well uh with bjarn on our way to check out a potential location for our new practice course uh said hello to the to the women on our way out to uh check out the course location and uh, yeah, I think that we may have a may have a decent spot to cut in a course. Now that we've got the mower to do it, it's time to get started. Great. I think I ro- actually rode there last night, um, like at sundown, because I just wanted to try it out. And I was pretty tired from my ride earlier in the day, but I went, and I think that once we get it mowed. There is that little, that train trestle. So it's a bunch of rocks. But there's some dirt. Like it's going to be challenge. I think it's going to be some challenging little run-ups. And I think if we all practice on that, we're going to be pretty good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sounds great. So I'm excited. Oh, and, and I actually got a Facebook message from a friend of mine who I know who's done triathlons before um, messaging me about h- how does he get a CX bike mm. and what she look out for in one. And I was super stoked that 
we might have a convert from who will you know be curing his triathlism with a little bit of cyclocross nice yeah. and on that subject i don't know if you guys noticed that you know global cycling network so they have their global cycling network channel right yeah which is like GCN. Road, yeah which is road bike stuff they also have global mountain bike network which is mountain bike stuff now they have a third channel you know what it is i'm gonna guess global cyclocross that would be great <laughs> but no it's global triathlon network oh i know no. if you're gonna go all three sports it's got to be cyclocross right absolutely yeah i feel like triathlon is not really in the same it's like a cousin to road but it's not like you're not like a brother or a sister right whereas like you're like mountain a- biking and cross would be in your immediate family and then the triathlon would be sort of that extended family that lives across on the other side of the train tracks that like you only see at the family reunion and they like bring the really weird potato salad okay or- or that bastard child that was uh, banished. Yeah. You know, something so, like that. I think they should just keep it about bikes. And if you're going to keep it about bikes, that rules out two-thirds of triathlism. Yes. So that's my <laughs> objection to it. Yes, mine too. Okay. Well, that was an interesting tangent we just went on. I know. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought you were leading us down to an exciting conclusion, Matt, that we had a new cyclocross uh, I was, YouTube I, videos to watch with well, those guys. Well, I, w- I got excited and thought that that's what we were getting, and then I was hugely disappointed. So um, speaking of YouTube videos and cyclocross, because I feel like we're, we, we're going to do a little cyclocross segment here at the head of the show. Yeah, um, after and, my just ripping cold open. Yeah, <laughs> so if you are getting stoked on cyclocross, and you want to get more stoked, can I suggest that you go and dig up Behind the Barriers and mm. binge watch all four seasons? Yeah. I did that last year with Emily and I. I mean, it was two years ago, but that really got her into cyclocross. And then once she kind of learned who all the pros were, and then we'd watch live streams that season, she like you, you were able to like follow along with these storylines. It's really cool. So if you haven't, Go check out Behind the Barriers. You can find it on Vimeo, yep. among other places. Um, if you have seen it, watch it again. And also uh, Svenness. Svenness. Yep. If yep. you haven't watched those, those are great. Or I... the last 15 minutes of the Women's 2016 World Championships. Hmm. 2016. That was the Sonicant, uh, and Marianne Voss battle. Um, at the at the end that uh, Sonicant prevailed in for her first ever cyclocross world championship. Wait, wasn't that this year? Yeah, twenty seventeen. Oh, I'm sorry, last season. My my bad. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Uh, yes, agreed. That's Forget a great that race. the cyclocross yeah. world championships are the year following the season. Oh, last year I said it was the end of February. I think it's the end of January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and actually, I was just looking. I just was pulling that up because I was look, trying to look for some old Worlds videos and I saw you can get the whole the whole race of that is on YouTube. Yeah, great race. Yep.
right, folks. Well, should we move on to some local racing that just happened last weekend? Heck yeah. Let's do it. Heck yeah. Well, uh, this last Saturday was the Lambra Criterium Championships. We've been kind of hyping that up the last few weeks. Um, I was pretty excited to race it, and I did. And yeah. If you like racing in an oven, it was the race for you. Yeah, it was... I mean, it's hot. We know it's hot in New Orleans in the summer, but it was just mm. intensely warm. Yeah. Like I, this year, I, I hit a, I think for this year, a record for my heart rate, I hit 203. Um, maybe it was 202. But every time I do the Lambert Crit Championships, I set a, you know, a, the highest heart rate for the year. And I was talking to a few other people after, after their race, and they said the same thing too. This year, this this race every year is the one where they yeah. their heart really tries to. Um, yeah, I think I. Uh, chest. I think <laughs> I broke into tempo heart rate just covering the race. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's at you, Townsend. Were almost like the. Uh, you were like Phil Collins at Live Aid on Saturday, weren't you? Because you not only rode our club ride, you then jetted across to Gulfport to go and cover the race. Well, you know, cycling's important to me, you know, so I kind of got to get with my guys in the morning and do my little club ride thing and then go represent Lambra and the Semi-Tough Cycling Club. Yeah, you ride podcasts, you know, a lot, lot, lot to do. Yeah. And so you, you actually were out working um, at Gulfport and you recorded some interviews. I'm pretty excited for these. Yeah, so you guys, uh, yeah, so I got there uh, midday, like Matt said, I did the... Uh, club ride in the morning and uh ran home grabbed some stuff jumped in the car drove over to golf ports about an hour and a half drive and uh, i got there just as the uh, women's cat four five race was finishing and um had a great chat with the podium from the women's race and uh you guys want to take a little listen to that real quick yeah let's do it let's do it over to you townsend all right. Yeah, thanks, guys. I am here in Gulfport at the Lambra Criterium Championships, and I've just gotten here. It's about 12.15 on a sunny Saturday afternoon. Uh, the only thing we're missing are some tunes. Sercirio, I guess they forgot to extend the invite to you to come make some music over here, uh, and they could have used it, I think. It's a little quiet, but uh, there's some bike racing going on, and I have gotten here just on the heels of the finish of the women's 4-5 race, and I'm here with the podium, which uh, is comprised entirely of our teammates from Urban South Racing. So, ladies, why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves? Uh, my name is Elise Bahasa. Hey, I'm Ali Mariano. And I'm Christina Larson. All right, and you guys are uh, part of the Urban South Women's Racing Squad. And Elise, I'm going to start with you because you are sort of the merrymaker of this whole bunch, uh, the Pied Piper, if you will. And uh, you've put together a pretty amazing team of women racers. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and then tell us how the race went today? Sure. Um, so, you know, I think that there is definitely a women's racing community in New Orleans that um, is growing, and I think it really just kind of needed a push and a su- and the support of other women out there and so um, you know I kind of started racing because I knew someone who was already racing and um, so that's been really great uh, I'm really enjoying growing the team um, so today's race was great 
uh, we kind of just kept it together for the entire uh, time and, and paced together and made sure that we were all okay. Um, and then at the end, um, you know, we went for it. Um, it was really hot the entire time, but we had a lot of fun and um, yeah. So Allie, why don't you talk about how the, how the final sprint unfolded? You guys had a little bit of a truce throughout the race, I think, and then agreed to sprint for the victory, but I heard maybe somebody took a little early jump. What, what happened? Well, I, I happened to be in the, the front of the pace line, um, and we had agreed we, if we were together, we were going to sprint for the final, just, you know, sprint it out between the three of us. And we think Elise may have jumped the gun a little early, but the, the honest-to-God truth is I don't know if either of us could have beat her anyway. So, um, yeah, that's what happened. Well, and she is the team captain, so I guess maybe she gets to get an early jump. Well, uh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Christina, tell us uh, how your race went and what your experience racing a Lambert Criterium Championship was like. Um, it was a lot of fun. It went better than I expected, and I have to say I was pretty happy to to race with Elise and Allie. I am a little, I have a little bit of a grudge against Elise for jumping the gun early in the turn when we had agreed to wait until the straightaway to sprint. But you know, she's the team captain, so. So was this was this your first? road racing experience, Criterium road racing experience? Yeah, it was my first crit. I've done a few road races before. Good deal. Well, you guys rocked it. Gold, silver, and bronze medal in the Lambert Crit Championships. Applause in the background for you guys. Uh, so great, great day racing, and uh, we look to see a lot more from you guys, uh, both in the road racing season and the cyclocross season, which, Elise, I know you're super excited about. Give us, uh, close us out with 30 seconds about cyclocross because we got uh, cross coming up. Yeah, so we're um, kind of hitting the ground running. We have women's practices happening every Wednesday, um, hoping to really get a good community out there of women who are going to race with us or even if they just want to try it out for now. Um, just, you know, trying to get our fields to get a little bit bigger. Um, some people and I already have plans also to go out to Texas and race and get a little bit of experience out there. But hopefully, you know, we just want to make everyone, you know, we, we want everyone to have a really good time, and I think cyclocross is where that happens. Well, I was out riding my bike the other day, and I rode by your first women's practice, and you had 10 women out there, which I think is the biggest, not just women's practice, but maybe even the biggest first cyclocross practice that we've had in the New Orleans area. So yeah. kudos to you for that, and uh, enjoy the rest of the season. Thanks. Cross is coming. Bye-bye, <laughs> guys. I like that how you did some crit reportage and it ended with cyclocross so that was nice yeah thanks <laughs> i thought that was nice too especially you know it seems to be the right uh, time of the year yep it is the transitional period um so that was an interesting race because it was the junior and women's four five field that's right which the race had lance and Patton in it who are cat twos yeah and as you'll hear they uh, also had a pretty strong showing in, in the, the uh, one in the two one two race. race as well so yeah um and then you had you had you had those two and then you had like nine-year-old madison felker or she might be older i'm sorry i don't know how exactly old she is and then and, you know you have our cat women's four or five <laughs> squad yeah so they were probably all over the place in that one yeah I'm assuming there were uh, some people getting lapped Yes, I would think so. Well, that was that was great to hear um, from them, and uh, I'm glad they had fun. And yeah, and congratulations. I did not clarify in that um, reporting that Elise won the race, Allie finished second, and Christina finished third. So that was the podium. 
congratulations to those folks. Yeah. Uh, so then we had the uh, 1-2 race that was actually happening in the background. I think you heard the preem lap bell ringing as I was interviewing uh, those guys. And, uh, and that one was pretty interesting as well. Um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Lance Absher and Patton Sims, who had finished 1-2 in the juniors race, were racing their second race of the day. Um, and uh, Lance ended up winning the 1-2 race with Patton in second and Jaden Kiefer in third place. And I had a chance to catch up with those guys as well after the race and get their thoughts. All right, hello again. Yeah, I'm here at the end of the 1-2 race, the featured race of the day. And I've got the uh, the podium here with me. We've got, uh, in third place, Jaden Kiefer. Hey, how's it going? All right, Jaden, you are the, uh, you're the defending uh, Lambra Criterium champion, am I correct? That is correct. Did you intimidate anybody with that sweet champion's jersey that you're wearing? Yes. I think everybody was a little bit scared. This is actually my first time wearing it. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, you look great in it. Uh, and then we got Patton Sims in second place. Patton, how was your race? Oh, it went well. I uh, got in a break with Lance, and, well, Lance out sprinting me. Uh, skinny boy's not a sprinter. Well, there you go. And then in first place, as you just heard uh, from Patton, we got Lance Absher. Hey, it's uh, Lance, Team of Sport Elite, all the way. Good race, guys. Uh, so, yeah, this one was uh, Lance and uh, Patton got into uh, a little break. Uh, I got here mid-race, so I don't know how long you guys had been in the break by the time I got here. 54 minutes. 54 minutes. So you guys went off the front pretty much from the get-go. And this was your both of you guys' second races of the day because for everybody that's out there who doesn't know this, which you may already know this, these guys are both juniors and raced in the juniors race, and I'm assuming, uh, how'd you guys do in the juniors race? Same, same uh, placing, first and second. All right, so you guys were in a break. Lance, it looked like you had uh, a little mechanical and had to... Uh, I'm sorry, Patton had a mechanical uh, and then came in for a pit wheel, which I understand even your, your, your pit wheel was uh, was blown. What happened there? Uh, well, I flatted over on the backside of the course in some gravel, and uh, I had to kind of pull a cyclocross move and run with my bike down the sidewalk and got to the pit, and my pit wheel had blown out, so I took a teammate's wheel. There you go, yeah, and you got, it looks like you had got a free or two free two free laps i saw you trying to get in after one lap but it looks like they uh held you out for two and then you got back in with the break with lance after that is that right yep and uh lance had pulled two laps by himself so i did my fair share of the work and pulled my two laps and then we uh started working back together again and then Jaden, it looked like you had a group that you were trying to pull back up to those two guys and if i'm by my counting it looks like you got within about 15 seconds but uh, uh what happened uh, what happened there you couldn't pull them all the way back well, I wasn't pulling uh, totally. We uh, we were just kind of playing cat and mouse. Um, we were, I guess you know the other the other Palmer guys wanted to kind of keep things in sight. We were all waiting on Kevin Landry to do something because uh, he was the only one that wasn't represented up there. And so it was real kind of kind of hit and miss. Catch up. In other words, you had uh, your teammate Lance. And primed for the win and maybe you weren't uh, exactly trying to catch him yeah well I was throwing in attacks and I would get off the front a little ways but then as soon as they'd get up to me I'd I'd uh, sit up and let them pull through I got I got off I got maybe 20 or 30 seconds on him at one point and was really charging and that's when I saw Lance and Patton I saw Lance sitting on Patton's wheel I thought this was 
this would be a good regrouping and then turn around and there's three guys magically on my wheel so I had to stop that and we just played it was like a track sprint for the last uh, two or three laps really well, it was a great race, guys. I'm going to close out with you, Lance. Uh, as the winner of the race, you uh, seemed pretty excited when you crossed the line. You let out a big, uh, let out a big yell. Uh, one thing that I know the guys uh, back in New Orleans wanted me to ask you, just to clarify, we were talking on a previous episode of the podcast about your uh, trip to Belgium. Did you go back to Belgium again this year as well, second, second year in a row? Uh, no, this year I couldn't go, but uh, our, my teammate, Logan, who's uh, two years younger than me, he went, and he also uh, won a race. But I like to point out, I was the first one from the Sport Elite to win a race in Belgium, just in case. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, great race, and appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. All right. Well, uh, great stuff there, guys. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was really cool to get their reactions post-race. Um, I appreciated that. Lance made sure he got that little uh, factoid in there. Yeah, a couple <laughs> shots fired in that uh, in that interview. <laughs> And Matt, yeah. you were saying you were pointing out something about the uh, the well, jersey. Well, though. I was just wondering, you know, under uh, regulations, if you're the previous year's champion and you're in the current year's championship race, you are effectively no longer the champion and therefore not able to wear the jersey. I would think. Yeah, I know in UCI level uh, events, that's the way, right? That is. So, Jaden, why didn't we see you wear this jersey in other crits? Um, I think maybe. What needs a, you need a, you need really if you're the Criterium champion you need a skin suit, yeah. Your team needs to make you. <laughs> well, Bodie, it looks like you and I are going to have the responsibility of making the Lambra Championship jerseys this year. So perhaps for the Criterium champions, we could talk to uh, talk to folks about doing a skin suit. I think that would make skin sense. Skin suit option. I've been working yeah. on my MS Paint skills, so <laughs> just to wait until my Lambra jersey mock-ups come in your email inbox. Yeah. There's going to be some sweet clip art on there. I will say that Jaden was wearing his jersey over his skin suit, and that just seems terrible because, as we've mentioned before, it was a million degrees. Yeah, well, in fairness, he had it completely unzipped from at least the time that I arrived, so I don't know when he when he... Uh, unzipped it but he was at uh, barely wearing it well I appreciate that he brought it it you know even though it's technically he's not supposed to wear it but I, I like that he wore it I and, guess. and then there's a great photo of him presenting it to Lance that's right on yeah the podium. <laughs> he, Lance should just get that jersey and just have to wear that next year yeah, just like, save Lambra yeah 40 bucks 60 bucks or whatever it is yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a really stinky jersey in a couple of years isn't it if you do mm-hmm. that yeah I think all that, right well, the next race on the uh, docket for that afternoon, Bodie, was one that I know was a big one for you, and that was the Cat 3 Championships. Um, let's, uh, let's maybe take a listen to what you had to say right after the race and get your firsthand impressions of the race, and then maybe we can come back and talk to you a bit more about it in hindsight and further reflection. All right, so I'm here with uh, with our own Bodie Bodie, who's just finished up the uh, Cat Three race, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bodie, you finished fourth overall, but second in the Lambra Championships. Great race. Thanks, Townsend. Um, can barely talk right now because it's brutally hot. Um, it was brutally hot out there. I think I probably lost about three to four pounds. 
and I thought my heart was going to come out of my chest. So yeah, it's really fun crit conditions. Sounds like maybe a new threshold heart rate value that you set out there today from our quick conversation after the race. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, um, you know, the race wasn't full gas the entire time, thankfully. Uh, there was pretty much everybody was just by themselves. There was two guys on one team, so not a lot of tactics to be had. A couple guys taking flyers, but they get caught, and then everybody else would sit together. And uh, I was more than happy to fit in because, like I said, it was extremely hot, and my heart rate was elevated, and so I was just trying to stay in the draft as much as possible. Well, I'm sweating my ass off just watching these races, and I'm, I'm looking across the, uh, the tent here, and even in the shade, uh, my 10-year-old daughter has just finished dumping water over her head because it's so damn hot out here. So I can't imagine uh, racing a crit in these conditions, so kudos to you. Thanks, man. Um, Congratulations. Uh, Matt is still wearing his medal from the Team Time Trial Championship from two weeks ago. Bodie, are you wearing your silver from just this past weekend? I'm not. I told I, you guys I was never taking this off. I thought about bringing it, but I totally forgot. It's actually in my bike bag with my money. Um, Bodie gets so many medals that really <laughs> these things are just, they're, they're meaningless. This is my third Lambert medal. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I tried to bring the, the medals from, from my house. Sorry, over. this is my fourth. Um, tried to bring the medals from my house over. I was going to wear them tonight, but uh, my daughter wouldn't let me take them out of her room. Oh, <laughs> oh dang. Sarah, oh. harsh. Yeah. Um, she I just said, I got, you got to earn it, Dad. Yeah, that's it. true. Fair enough. Um, you can really hear in that interview how shell-shocked I still was. Um, I think I said it was hot twice in a row. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a fun race. Now that I'm, you know, two days, three days later, um, please turn your phone off, Townsend. We are recording the podcast. Um, I that was actually a really fun course. That you know they changed venues this year, and instead of being sort of in the downtown Gulfport area, or I don't actually know if it's downtown, it was at the old VA hospital, I guess, that flooded after Katrina. So a very narrow. Um, sort of serpentine course, I think one right, like one 90 degree turn, which had like a drainage grate in the middle of the turn. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and a few, few turns where if you didn't get the correct line, you were off in the grass yeah. and, and even off into water. Yeah. Like, there was that one little yeah, water hazard. It was, uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty close to the course and, yeah. and, and, Right where you would wipe out if you which biffed, our teammate that corner will did and we'll we'll get to that later. Mm. Um, but just some some more thoughts on on that race. Um, it it was a it was a course that if you could attack, put in a good enough attack and get a gap, you could stay away. I think that happened in the Masters race. A Bronson Bro won that, I believe, out of a smaller break. Um, and like I said. In our field, there was 10 of us, and there was only two people from one team, so it was really hard to do attack, counterattack types of st stuff. So everything was brought back until the end when everybody was exhausted and Eric Nelson got up the front and went once Bo Dennis was tired of chasing him. He looked back, and everybody else was just 
hang dogged it like nope <laughs> i was like i ain't doing work he's from alabama i don't care you know you sort of make these bargains this or, like, or i do at a certain point in the race when you started to feel exhausted you're like okay let me just finish this race well first it's like yeah let me just get the next 10 minutes in can i just do 10 more minutes okay can i do ooh, maybe i can do 20 more minutes okay well maybe i can't win now okay well maybe i'll just shoot for the podium okay maybe i'll just shoot for the lambra district podium um Anyway, yeah. but it was fun. I wish that I could race more crits. I, I, this has only been my second crit of the year, and um, I want to race more. I'm, every episode, I'm going to say this. How do we race? How do we have more local crits? Anyway. Well, it kind of sucks that basically, you know, one of the, one of the big crits on the calendar That's is right. one that we throw, so you can't really race it. That's I guess true. you could. I but, tried. Yeah. I go so I did. I raced three crits this year. No, mm-hmm. I raced four crits this year. Yeah, I tried to raise Harbor Master, and I got a cramp in my lung or whatever happened, and I wanted to die. So yeah. And then the Alan Kelly crit got canceled, didn't it this year? Yes, that's which, true. Uh, which is a shame. Well, Bodie, you mentioned um, the fact that this was the kind of race that that if you could get a little bit of a gap, you could get away. Uh, and, and that is precisely what happened on the last lap of the Cat 4 race that came directly after your race. Uh, our teammate, Taylor Reinhardt, um, went off on the final lap and finished the race by himself. And uh, really pretty exceptional victory for Taylor. And I had a nice interview with uh, our teammates Taylor and Will Buqua who finished third in the race. You guys want to take a listen to that? Let's do it. I would love to. All right, the uh, Cat 4 race has just wrapped up, and uh, we're here in the Urban South tent with uh, the winner of the Cat 4 race, Taylor Taylor Reinhardt. How you doing, Taylor? Tired, but feeling great. Man, that was a hell of a race. why don't you talk us through sort of how it developed and uh, and how you eventually rode away and won the thing? Well, early in the race, we uh, stuck to our team tactic of uh, me just kind of staying towards the front but not on the front and kept that going for a while. And probably about three-quarters of the way through the race, started getting some breakaways going. And uh, one of them going away with Brandon Morvant from NOBC, and these are our mortal enemies and a darn strong rider so figured if any of us are going to win it we have to catch him so i just went on the attack and closed down the gap and was feeling good so i just kept it going time trial so with one lap to go as the bell rung for the uh for the bell lap the field was pretty much together and uh as you guys disappeared onto the back side of the course, I guess you were in the process of starting to ride away from the field because uh, as you came around the, the final corner down into the home stretch, Taylor, you opened had opened up a gap of probably 100 yards on, on second place. You, uh, you had Vald Bosenhagen, uh, the whole field off your, <laughs> off your wheel there and, and won it uh, on your own. How did that feel? Oh, it felt amazing. It, it hurt deep down. It was a pain cave. I didn't really know what was going on around me, but well, I saw that line and just buried myself and 
tried not to throw up. Before I even got, before you were even close enough that I could see that it was definitely you, I could hear whoever it was, and it turned out to be you, breathing before, before I could even see you or hear the mechanism of your bicycle. So you were clearly digging deep on that, on that final stretch. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. So we've also got uh, third place, also from Urban South, powered by Roulet, Mr. Will Buqua. Will, you um, you had a very eventful race with uh, with a couple of uh, with a couple of incidents. Uh, tell us how you're feeling and what happened. Oh, I feel pretty good. Uh, <clears throat> I crashed, which actually let me have a free lap. Probably gave me a good rest, so I was able to <laughs> I was able to get back in with the field. Uh, you know, with the with the free lap, with the rest, and you know, just hang on. And, uh, you know, in the last couple laps, I kept moving up, moving up and, and tried to get, you know, right behind the Chris, which was on Taylor <clears throat> to cover just in case Chris decided to make a move after Taylor chased down Brandon's breakaway. And uh, Chris just couldn't hang with Taylor and Taylor just soloed away from him for the whole lap. And I just sat on Chris's wheel until people started coming around for the sprint. And I sprinted up and, you know, took third behind Brandon Morvant. So you, you had a front row seat for uh, Taylor's fireworks on that last lap. That must have been something else to see as his teammate watching him ride right away like that. That was beautiful, beautiful. Well, you owe, uh, you owe your third place finish maybe to our own Bodie Bodie who uh, talked you into getting back in the race after your crash, taking that free lap and, and just checking yourself out. You had, some, uh, you had some blood on you and a fairly, fairly well torn up kit, but uh, it was worth getting back in it, I guess, after all, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, uh, in the back of my head, I just want to kind of get back in it to, you know, get the nerves back and not, you know, keep it in my head and keep internalizing that I crashed due to my own, you know, mistake or, you know, so I just wanted to get back in it and get back on the bike and just kind of forget about the crash. So Bodie helped with that immensely. Uh, and uh, talk me. yeah, and so you're splitting your prize money with him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now you, you heard it here, guys. And the rest of the uh, Urban Souths in, uh, in the Cat 4 race. Good deal. All right. Well, look, I'm going to let you guys uh, get back to uh, drinking this cold Urban South beer that we've got here. Um, kudos for a great race, guys. And congratulations again, Taylor Lambra, Cat 4, Louisiana, Mississippi Woo! State champion. Woo! Thank you. All right. Nice stuff there. Yeah, it was a great race to watch. And, and, and Bodie, as we were listening to that here, as we were recording, uh, you mentioned that you were looking at some of Taylor's uh, footage from his bike and... and he really wills the will wills grow will bukaz yeah, sorry GoPro wills GoPro, right and taylor's just on the front for the last two and a half three laps of that race and then rides off the front on the last lap to finish by himself i mean super strong ride yeah it's i'm very excited to see taylor uh finally win a race uh what won the time the team time trial last week or two weeks ago yep um and to think back to when we raced together at Mississippi Grand Prix and he was like pulling some rookie moves and I was having to chase down my own teammate to tell him not to chase our other teammate. And then he, I feel like he's learned a lot and progressed and that's awesome to watch as a teammate. And I, I think he deserved, he, he earned and deserved that uh, gold medal. So good job, Taylor. Yeah. Great stoked, result. Stoked to race with you in the threes soon. Yeah. Two mm. gold medals in as many weeks. for Taylor. Oh, wow. Yes, that? that's right double gold medalist yeah. so urban south had a pretty good pretty good um haul yeah, i'd say so the crit championships with six medals total yep hey that's, that's right. not bad second year for the team and you know two golds two silvers two bronze 
not bad yeah so kudos to all the urban south riders who came to uh went to crit championships and showed up and raced and um also just a shout out to go race Jarrett and chris and all the other uh club members who were there appreciate you guys putting on the event i know that you had some um some complications along the way but you know as a race promoter i like understand those feels bro and I'm glad you guys got it done because, like, it's, like it's hard to race. Like, we can't really race our own race as a race promoter, so it's we're happy that other people put on races. So thank yeah. you very much. Like, no, I was glad you, they, to be there. They had some curveballs thrown their way with this race with some construction uh, on what was supposed to be the course and um, got a new venue and, and made it work seamlessly. So uh, great afternoon. Can't do much about the heat, uh, but... Uh, they they solved every other problem that was thrown their way and and through a great event so yeah fantastic also just before we leave um urban south you know quick shout out to the rest of the team sponsors uh roulet uh emoto photo thames quality car care bank of winfield booth and booth and of course yeah you ride podcast who is the podcast sponsoring the team uh or the website hmm yeah is it me in my photos that's right. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, maybe, maybe this is part of the sponsorship, though. I like it. Yeah. 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 I delegate some of the responsibility. So a couple more races in the Lambert season. We've got road champs coming up on the 27th of August up in Florida, Mississippi. Yep. And we've got uh, Rocky away. Mount coming up in Shreveport at the end of September. And that'll close out the Lambra road season. Yeah. So... Get yourself signed up. Please go to that events. Those events, um, you know, we gotta. We need racers. Otherwise, we don't put on races. So, go out and get yourself some more medals. I and mean, medals are being handed out right now. This is the, this is medal season in Lambra. So, right. Go get you some. Fair enough. Elmo's riding his tricycle. Oh, hi, Big Bird. <laughs> hi, Elmo. Oh, Elmo sure loves riding his tricycle. <laughs> It looks like we have another file in our Dropbox from Pedicab Confessions, our uh, director sportif on our race team who uh, moonlights as a tricycle rider in the French Quarter, <laughs> <laughs> carrying uh, tourists around. Uh, let's have a listen to what he has to say. Hey, so this is uh, A.A. Ron out in the French Quarter on a big yellow tricycle. I uh, got a couple of good sports in the pedicab right now. We're going to just do a quick little interview. Can you tell me your names? Yep, my name is Mario. Crystal. And where are you all from? Bloomington, Illinois. 
All right. Uh, and so you're here in New Orleans. Have you been having a good time? Yeah, it's been a good time. Interesting city. Yeah, so far so good. What's the best thing you've seen? Um, best thing I've seen, I think the cathedral yeah. we went to earlier. Yeah, the cathedral's gorgeous. All right, so I have a quick question. Uh, you guys know much about cycling at all? No. Not really. All right, but you're in a you're in a cycle right now. Yep. Tricycle. You know. Uh, so this we call this pedicab confessions. So if there's anything that you just like things you think about cyclists, things you would like to let the cycling community know about, you know, whenever you see them, what do you think about them? Like, feel free to just tell me the truth. Like, we don't know who you are. You're not. We gonna... need you guys to politely move out of the way when we're driving because I'm scared that I'm gonna hit one of you and I'm gonna be liable for your injuries. Yeah, safety, safety. Concerns about safety. Uh, seems seems fair. What do you got? Well, not anything like his answer, but I always just think, wow, you guys must just have strong legs. So, <laughs> yeah. Strong legs and get out of the way. I like that. All right, we're gonna keep that. Uh, we're gonna share that information with the South Louisiana cycling scene, so you know about. They know about it. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on Pedicab Confessions. Anything else you wanna share? Appreciate the drive, man. It's awesome. Yeah, we love your city. Awesome. Have fun. How do we feel about Mario there? Dude, she should definitely break up with that dude. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, obviously she was checking out your legs. Um, and she tried to distance herself from his comment. Yeah. And, hey, Mario, yeah, if you hit someone in your car while they're riding a bike, you are liable because you're the asshole who hit them. Yeah, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, maybe he should be getting out of our way so he doesn't hit us like what i mean what i don't i don't quite get exactly where he's going with that i don't know yeah mm. well i guess you know and to, to to back up a bit if we seem to be in your way i'm probably putting myself there intentionally so you don't so you actually see me i mean i think that's one of the things that people don't understand is that sometimes cyclists ride they think we should ride in the gutter or like up against the sidewalk when that's like the most dangerous place to ride. And so we will or ride. Or in a spin class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, cars were made with steering wheels, Mario, so that you can turn it and go around us. Oh, that's so inconvenient, though. Yeah, it does take a lot of energy to, to like, the, you know how the, the, the amount of watts you use to press the blinker down and then to use your forefinger and thumb to move the steering wheel three degrees yeah. a guy like mario is not going to use his blinker man so you can just cut that whole step out man yeah. he's just going to weave out that know? lets the enemy know what you're doing yeah you know <laughs> oh, you should never ever use the turn signal i hope aaron punched that dude <laughs> oh my god we we wow we really uh we really ripped into yeah. mario here yeah. sorry man he's not listening <laughs> he doesn't like bikes i don't clearly was aaron trying to troll us with that Maybe so. Was he trying I don't know. To... Okay, Aaron, next time we want some real fisticuffs. Did he yeah. tell Mario this was a rugby podcast <laughs> just to get his juices flowing? But Woo. anyway, Aaron, thank you for that hashtag content. Um, that provided some laughs. Still waiting for the salacious stuff, A.A. Ron. Still <laughs> yeah. waiting for the sex and drugs, buddy. Yeah, we know it's out there. All right, well, shall we uh, skim across the pond, gentlemen? Yes, let's do that, and we'll have our uh, weekly lightning round of pro cycling. All right.
So we went across the pond, but I think we should come back. Whoa. To the pond in the middle of the the <laughs> Absolutely. Colorado you know, Classic. You know, the pond known as the Rockies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where Coors lies from. That's a the, pond, right? Uh, right. Pond yeah. water? It tastes like pond water. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Coors Light. I've said it before on the podcast. I would have drank a bunch of ice cold Coors Lights after the golf court. I bet you would have. But you didn't have to. You actually had real beer from our sponsors. That's true. We had a plethora of Urban South beer, which I'm drinking right now. It's quite delicious. Yeah. I'm so, digging this new uh, Oktoberfest. So, yeah, we're definitely we're going to go. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> nothing against uh, you in the UK. We're going to go America first. We're going to go with Colorado Classic. <laughs> oh, God. Topical and dangerous. Oh, okay. Ugh. All right. So, uh... Uh, God, mea culpa. Is that how you say that word? Is that how yeah. you pronounce that Latin yeah. phrase? Mea yeah. culpa. I didn't watch any of this race. None at all? No, I couldn't watch it. Oh. How, there was like no illegal pirate feeds. Mm-hmm. It was not even like on Eurosport. It was on cable television. And it was on the NBC Sports app. Yeah. Okay. Do I need to get the app? Well, you have to pay for that. This and unfortunately, is, there is no Yale TV going on right now. That's I was looking for the Yale. I went to the Yale TV uh, message board, and it was not updated. Those and, guys are that's those guys are Grand Tour only, man. And you can't comment in there. It's you can't make any comments. So <laughs> I think that Yale TV only operates uh, on Euro races because that's before Yale himself uh, goes to work. And so he sets his home computer uh, mm. running with Yale TV. That is the issue with the American racing is that it's often when we're at work. Yes. Anyway, did you guys watch it? I watched a little bit of it. I watched what I could of it, but a lot of it was obscured by clouds. And, uh, and That's the, what I heard. Yeah. But I did watch uh, a little bit of it. A couple of really good finishes, actually. So it was essentially four circuit races for the men. Yes. And then they, the women had a race, but it was shorter, once again, not sure why, but it was like two stages or three stages. Yeah, was, and I didn't get to see any of that. Um, so I saw that Brad Huff posted on Twitter that his girlfriend, maybe wife, I think girlfriend, Lauren, Lauren Hall won a stage, and then he won a stage. Uh, Am I confusing this? I don't know. We're, not, we're, we're doing really bad here. Oh, yeah. God, sorry. Reporting this. I saw Alex House win a stage. Good for him. And that He's was from great, Colorado. That was a great finish against, uh, and him and TJ Eisenhart were uh, off the front. Surfer bro from Utah. Yeah, he uh, totally looks like a surfer bro, yeah. But he's um, from Utah, I think. And I think he took the lead on that stage. And then I think the next day it was uh, Senny from BMC. Who ultimately won GC. Yep. Well, he won because, this is what I read, is that be, they weren't getting accurate time gaps. And so they let the gap, the gap to the break go out too much, and then they couldn't bring it back because it was too big. Uh, and it was something to do with some technical difficulties, possibly. Um, I know that they couldn't fly the plane, you know, that transmits the, the yeah. footage and everything because of the, the weather. I watched the final stage. Um, with, uh, I can't remember the guy's name from Israeli Cycling Academy who won the bunch sprint at the end of that. Was that Rim? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a little bit of a controversial finish. He uh, 
Came Travis over, McCabe was second, wasn't he? Yep. Came over pretty hard against. Uh, I can look this up right now. Can't remember who the uh, guy who was who probably should have finished the race. Oh, second. I know it was Marco Canola. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, kind of cut him off a little bit. It wasn't blatant, but it was pretty. You know, came over on him pretty hard, and then instead of just continuing to ride his bike, he starts throwing his hands up in the air and wound up losing second and third place and finishing. He actually, fourth. yeah, he he got fourth. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did sit up and protest. I saw that really early, and then just didn't do anything. Like he was somehow going to get first place. Yeah, just for protesting. Yeah, because the 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 thing is, if he had won that protest, I I don't know, he he wouldn't have gotten the win. Yeah, no. I don't know. Anyway, enough about that. Um, Always keep racing. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. he's a good. He's a great rider. Uh, you know, he he was on UHC before, and now he's on. Uh, Nipovini Fantini, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, so let's he's move on good, to he's the... He's had a really good year. Uh, now let's jump across the pond, Matt, that we've finished waving the flag here of the good old USA. Uh, Bink Bank over in Belgium. The Bink... The, the Bing Bong Bing Bong. <laughs> Bing, the, the, the most... Uh, the funniest named race... Uh, which used yeah. to be the Anacotura, which every link I see calls it formerly known as the Anacotura. Right. Which is apparently a classic stage race. It is. Yes. It which looks... was won by Tom Dumoulin. Yep. What in the world is right. going on? Because um, I don't understand. Well, it seems to favor, I mean, you know, he's a... He's a he was channeling his inner ruler. Yeah. You know, he, has, he has roots. He has roots as, a, as more of a ruler than a, than a climber GC guy, right? He's sort of... Right, bred himself to, or trained himself to become more of a GC rider, but he's a big guy. He's can well, and it and it did win have those a time kind of races. It did, but he didn't win that stage. He didn't win that stage. No, yeah. and it was actually a pretty nasty. They had some pretty Belgian classics weather. For oh the, yeah, for it the was week. very very Belgy. <laughs> was it in Belgium? It was in Belgium. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Acceptable. <laughs> Approved. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was. It looked like a spring classic, sort of, you know, rainy, foggy, wet, slick yep. sort of race. And uh, the day. last day um, went over the Muir, the Capel Muir. So, you know, it had some good... Uh, it, it, people love that. The, I think people really love that race, but it doesn't seem to get, I don't know, internationally, it doesn't get quite the recognition. And of course, it's going to have even less now because it's changed its name. So. Yeah, well, it looked when I was perusing through Steep Hill and looking at results and looking at stage profiles and looking at who won, it looked like an enjoyable race that I wish that I would have watched. Um, I don't know what it was. I mean, I guess it was also, I don't know, when was it? How did I miss this race? How did we all miss it? Oh, well, you did. I did, okay. Yeah. So just me. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, doing? I don't think it's, I don't think its profile is quite big enough yet. Uh, but it seems very popular. Yale needs to get on this one. Yeah, we need some Yale. So is this kind of a see how you're doing before the Vuelta kind of race? Is this the... And the World Champs, I guess, coming up? And... Is this the uh, 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 Dauphiné to the Not tour really. that the, to the, you know, to the Vuelta? I don't think so. I think it's because it's not really... I mean... doesn't have the same kind of climbing, obviously. No. And... Uh, there was another race going on this week that uh, does have some of that, which is the Tour de Laine, Tour de Laine, to the oh, French race, no. uh, which uh, our buddy Thibaut Pinot won. 
the overall. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh, he's back. Track. Pino's back. Wait, but is he doing the Volta? Don't know. I think he is. No, he's not, actually. He's going on vacation. He's having, he's going, he is taking his holiday. Uh, he's having a little break, apparently. Wait, a break for what? What is, I mean, what he else did he... do the Giro and the Tour. Oh, well, he should be done, right? And he just won the Tour de Is he doing cyclocross? Uh, don't think. Oh, my no, God. I don't think Pino's Can you imagine doing. if, well, there's a, there's a Cedric Pino. Yes. Is that his brother? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, Quit talking about pro racers that nobody knows. Yeah. But speaking of brothers, Cedric Pino. Speaking of brothers <laughs> and jumping Cedric? back across jumping back across the pond. Yes. To uh, guess who was the director sportif in the Cannondale team car at the uh, uh, Colorado Classic. Uh Classics man who won the hammered sprint race. Brother, uh, the, his the, brother. Uh Sepp Van Mark's brother. Sepp Van Mark's brother. Mark Ken Mark Van, Van Mark. Mark. <laughs> Mark Van Mark. I knew Mark. it was some sort of American name. Ned, Mark. Ned Stark Van Mark. <laughs> Winter is coming. Ken Van Mark. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was the director sportif in that. And he was in the tour, too. He was yeah. uh, director sportif. Which so I, you said Pino did the tour. Yeah. Pino did the Giro. Yeah. So he can't do the, the Welty. He can't do all three Grand Tours. Well, it's not that you can't. I can't do all three well, Grand no. Tours. <laughs> right. But Adam Hansen can. And he wasn't going to. Because of a saddle sore. But he is. Someone broke their pelvis. Yeah. That's right. So his <laughs> record stays intact. He got the... Uh, but, uh, his, yeah. his, rec- his record that he wears around his neck like a leaden balloon or something. Like I, I think he's done... I, I, I feel like he was okay with... You think no would, longer yeah. doing another grand tour. I mean, that's all. If you do three grand tours a year, that's all you do. Oh yeah, but that he likes that. That's like he's like, well, I only work for like nine weeks a year. Uh, okay. So I watched the entire Giro, watched the entire tour. I'm really not sure that I've got it in me to watch the entire Vuelta. Are you I agree. Kidding? Uh, I feel like two out of three grand tours every year might be just that might be enough. And I can't imagine riding all three of them, uh, seeing as how I've just confessed that I barely... <laughs> that you don't have the energy to watch them. That's right. It yeah. takes a lot, doesn't it? Don't you guys it, think? No, it really does. Because, I mean, if, let's say you do an hour a day, 21 days. I mean, that's, that's a lot of time watching bike racing on your computer when you probably should be doing work. So let's... Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Vuelta for a second, though. We might as well. A bunch um, of climbing. Let you guys talk about the Vuelta for a second. I don't really know that well, much. Well, as soon as you're not going to watch it. Yeah. I'll just bow out of this one. Although, I, mean, I am going to make Bodie's prediction for who's going to win the Vuelta this year. Why are you going to make my prediction? Because I, I, I know who it is. I know who you're going to pick. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Well, let's talk about... Um, so, the Vuelta is known as the climber's stage race, kind of, right? I mean, it really is the hilliest of the stage races it tends to have or it has in the last few years it's tended to have like these short stages with these killer ridiculous you know summit finishes the the anglaroo is the is the sort of like the prime example of just this ridiculously steep climb at the end of a stage which is going to be back in this year i think the day before they go to madrid uh fin- it you know, it, it's like the tour. It finishes with a circuit race. 
um, in Madrid, um, as opposed to Paris, obviously. Uh, but it does start in France trial. this year. Starts in France this year. Oh, in Nîmes. Yep. So it's going to start, I guess, like what? That's Provence or whatever, and then they head down. Uh, yeah, that's a team time trial. It starts out with. Yeah, which I like that. I like a team time trial. And it also has a time as trial. You know. That's right. It has what I lo- when I looked at the profile, it looks like it has one sprint stage. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a lot for sprinters. <laughs> probably. I mean, I was looking on the start list. I didn't really see any sprinters. I mean, I, it was is Boo Boo Hani there? Uh, I don't know. He had an interesting week this week at the uh, Tour de Lane. He uh, took out one of his competitors. Didn't get disqualified or anything for it, though. You know, cause, because France. Yeah, It's a French race, right? Yeah, French race. So uh, there you go. So who's going uh, to win the Volta this year, Matt? I'm, I'm going to be boring and predictable and say Chris Froome. But he's never done it. Yeah, he's finished second three times. He was second last year. So you guys really don't watch it, do you? No, I know that he's... He's finished second two years in a row, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, no, was it year before? One year, he, he, when he broke his foot, he, uh, he ended up not finishing, right? That was so year you're, you're picking Chris Froome. Bodie is picking another Chris, Chris Horner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! Dude, did he make it in? Is he still racing? <laughs> Do you know? No, he's, still, no, he's not. But he is not... <laughs> He is still not officially retired. I was going to say, I, don't, I was thinking about Chris Horner the other day. Yeah. And I'm actually going to Oregon, and I think he lives in Bend. Yeah. I might try and look him up and see if he wants to go for a ride. I mean, was I right? I got to hit the nail right on the head with that one. I'm, I became a Chris Horner fan when he won the Volta seven years ago when he was 45. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then he kind of became a freaking weirdo, and I don't know. That when he like threw his bike, or he tried to throw his bike, and then he oh. tried to kick the bottle at the World Championships, or was what? that no? It was Philadelphia Classic. Yeah, he was racing. Team? He was what racing team for. Was he, on? was he on Lupus then, or was he on the other I team? I think it might have been Lupus. Air Gas Safeway. Oh God! Either way, <laughs> it's like. Well, I'm gonna pick Alberto Contador. <laughs> Why not? Why not? There's no oh, reason why not. I just did it. What do you mean? There's I just did no, it. you skipped your favorite. Um, Fabio Aru? No, French. Um, Thibaut Pino? No, the other one. Oh, yeah, he's racing. Oh, Roman Bardet? Roman Bardet, Bardet is in. He's racing the Vuelta. Hmm. Well, I'm still going to pick Alberto Contador. All so, right. and I was thinking, who is Movistar racing for? Chavez? Let's have a look who they got. Uh... Chavez? Are you thinking about Orica? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Movistar, Winner Anacona? No. Uh, Fatboy? I don't think so. I'm wondering, is <laughs> Betancourt the GC leader for Movistar? I mean, I hope so. Um, Seems cool. I don't know, but they've got, they got some good... Oh, reserves. Those are reserves. Okay. Who else have they got? They've got... Uh, uh, Moreno. Man. Rojas. So and then, there. Soler is a young, uh, young climbing talent, so I don't know. All right, well, we're in the weeds on this one, guys. We need to bail. All right. But we need Orica, to bring that. Orica have the Yates brothers and Chavez. So, that's... so Orica looks strong. Sunweb also has Bargui, so he's doing the, the tour. I mean, that's kind of interesting, actually. 
Because who else on Sunweb would be the GC guy? Uh, would it not Kelderman? Um, I think it's him. Is he going to maybe try and ride GC at the Volta? Interesting to see. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. There's some good climbers. Steven Kreuzberg's going to be there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, there's... Uh, I don't know. Katusha's got Zacharine. Oh, um, Zacharine. Okay, so we're sort of... This is like the B-level. Well... I, I can't know. quite say that because Froome's going to be there. You so know who else who's going to be there? It's interesting. I don't know what his form is going to be like. Um, Alaphilippe is back. Yeah. Always an exciting rider to watch. I like watching him race. Yep. Yep, always good. And shout out to... Ooh, George uh, Bennett's there for uh, Lotto and Yumbo too. All right, so this might be interesting. Maybe I, it's hard to watch though because Cross is coming. I think you can make the effort. I mean, Cross isn't quite here yet. <laughs> I know. So, God, it's I mean, kind of a long I know, lead in. I know it's coming. Can but... we just land the fucking Cross plane already? Like, <laughs> less than a month, guys. Uh, Holy yeah. shit, my computer's going to die. All right, so that's interesting. There's a, um, I'm excited about the Welter, even if you guys are too exhausted to watch it but, you can be uh, excited you can be excited for the three of us matt all right i'll be excited for the three of us a uh, couple of interesting transfers i just wanted to say about quickly well before that we still don't know where land is gonna land where will land land hi this is matt from the future it looks like lander has landed at movistar yeah, why doesn't why don't we know this right now? I don't know what's going on. This seems to be dragging on a little bit, doesn't it? But then we also don't know where Aru's gonna go. Um, you know, so there's a few big question marks on some big names there. But Iran Iran is a Cannondale for three years. Yeah, he seems very big, very happy. Big step. Well, I mean, we saw him dancing in yeah. his topless in the Viking helmet. Yeah, loved it. Which gave Townsend some weird um, feelings in the bicycle place. He said. That's right. Yeah. So similar to when you saw a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, kind of well, sort of like halfway between the rock and roll place and the bicycle place, wherever that is exactly. <laughs> sort of the lower midriff area. Uh, all right. So and, It's a special uh, place that I can't really describe. A couple of interesting uh, transfers I saw is uh, a couple of like, Guys being reunited with their old teams. Louis Menkes mm, yes. is going back to Dimension Data. Um, I think they were very upset to lose him. And, uh, you know, he kind of had to jump around because he went to... to, he went to uh, Lamprey. Lamprey, which then kind of morphed into UAE, right? And, uh, and now he's coming back. So that's kind of cool. African rider back on an African team. And he's still going to race like Zubeldia, but whatever. Yeah, it is odd, isn't it? He is kind of the new Zubeldia in many ways. Do you think that maybe because Zubeldia retired that... Mm, I don't know. Some, I was going to try to make up some sort of weird conspiracy theory. You want some weird conspiracy? Okay. Yeah. Some, some well, sort of like... Work on that. Yeah. Okay, we'll get back, we'll get back to you guys on that one, my uh, Menke's Zubeldia theory. But another one that I think Townsend would be interested in. Somebody is going back to Direct Energy, uh, who used to be on it back when it was Europe Car. I'm wearing my Europe Car shirt today. My Euro Pro Europe Car shirt. Uh, 
Somebody who dropped down. Kevin Reza. No. Somebody who dropped down to a continental level wearing a fabulous, uh, the world's longest, you know who I'm talking about, the world's longest uh, pant legs on his skin suit, camouflage. Oh, elbows. The uh, elbows. Yeah, Dan, uh, Godan. Godan, yeah. Godan's <laughs> going back. Nice. Yeah, so he's back up to pro Conti, which is uh, pretty exciting. He was on a Conti team? He went down to a Conti team, yeah. Mm. Uh, he actually went up to World Tour uh, on AG2R. He went down to the Duck Dynasty team, didn't he? He went down to it. How do you say duck in, in French? Yeah. With the, the real tree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Post a real picture of that so suit. people will know what we're talking about. Oh, I totally want a real tree skin suit now. That would be awesome. Gross. All right, guys, we're doing what we promised we wouldn't do here. What are we doing? Riffing on great pro cycling stuff? No. This is, this is yeah. the bread and butter of this podcast. Rambling on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, all right. So that's that. I'm excited about the Vuelta, even if you guys aren't. We, that's it for Road, right? We're done? You just made my day with the, with the Damien Godin comment. So yeah. I'm going to have to do a little research on that, and we'll talk more about that next week. Okay. Uh, just one last note, and I put it in our show notes here. I saw that in Fort Collins, the city is thinking about putting in a permanent cyclocross course in one of their parks oh and i thought that was pretty awesome and, and the features were like sand pit stairs barriers all permanent features uh seems like it's at a very uh beginning stages but encouraging to see inspiring yeah. more, um, more to, permanent cross parks I like yeah it. why not i mean you could build stairs and they can be used for other things and you can have a sand pit it's also a volleyball pit hey why not now, is it Boulder that has the one where Nats was? Yeah, they have Valmont Bike Park. Right, and that, yeah. So that's, that would be two that Colorado would have, two permanent courses. Yeah. I think this is like, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Well, and Waterloo, that's, that's a permanent course now, right? I mean, Trek's, Trek's backyard. I don't know. Hopefully I will go there yeah. and tell you guys and report back. I think that's, I think, I mean, they've really gone... Uh, full guns blazing into into cross and their investment in cross they are trying to atone for their sins yeah yeah all right well oh all right guys well another fine evening of talking bicycles with you guys um you guys ready to bid this when i do yeah hang on wait in <laughs> Are you serious, man? Hang on, what? One more thing. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. One more thing. Bring it on. We were inundated again with a viewer email. Oh my god, a viewer <laughs> Facebook viewer, message. Sorry, viewer, like viewers, with a uh, sorry, a listener Facebook message, right? Yeah. From uh, our own Queen Bee, uh, Terry, Terry Shrum. Yeah, and. Uh, but, but, but let me stop you before you even start to answer that, Matt, because mm-hmm. this is an answer that requires probably some research, fair amount of thought, okay. maybe a few graphs, Yes. Um, and certainly, certainly more time than the amount of time we have left in All today's right. podcast. <sighs> fair enough. So why don't you prepare uh, your answer? Uh, this will give us something to do next week. Bodhi, you're gone next week, mm-hmm. so uh, right. we'll hopefully have you Skype in. But we'll take some time to do a combo tire aero talk. Yep, aero tire just talk. to hint at what Terry's question was. Yeah, and uh, Matt, you be prepared for that. 
And okay. um, we will answer your question on next week's episode, Terry. Yeah. Sorry to keep you hanging, Terry, but next week, we promise. So for tonight, this is the T-Bone signing off to go crank up our new lawnmower and cut some grass. Nice. This is Sir Cheerio uh, getting excited about the Vuelta for all of us. And this is Bodie Bodie saying, welcome to episode 19 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah.